premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible, as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey there, folks. This is Joe Russiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform you find yourself listening to us on, it's always, always, always my prayer that you find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast and our Sunday afternoon service. Well, it's uh, another Sunday, and uh, you know, as always, I look forward so much to being with you guys, whether it's uh, on a Thursday night Bible study or whether it's uh, on our Sunday afternoon. It is really a blessing and a true blessing to me to be able to sit down open up the Bible, and study the Word of God with you. So I hope you guys look forward to it also, and I hope that you get a blessing from it just as much as I do. But uh, before we get into the uh, message of the day, I'm just going to ask you to head over to our website, com, and when you get over there, visit our contact section, and there's a web form there. You can just fill that out and send us over a message. Let us know whatever you're thinking. Whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, if you have any prayer requests, any comments, questions, or concerns, I always look forward to hearing from you guys. And also, if uh, you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. Uh, you could always email me directly by uh, emailing info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Also, while you're on the website, uh, if you could, look for that Support This Podcast button. And uh, when you find it, would you please consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set it up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. And you can also make a one-time contribution by clicking the Waygiver button uh, if that's something that's a little bit better for you. I know the economy's tight. Every, everybody's uh, you know pinched right now, especially with the holidays coming around. But uh, whether you can set up a recurring contribution or just a one-time contribution in any amount, it would be a tremendous, tremendous blessing uh, for us here. So why don't you pray about it? And uh, if the Lord leads you to do it, and if these podcasts and these live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, and of course, if you'd like to be an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very, very long way, and I would be so thankful for it. Now, of course, as always... I'd like to say, first and foremost, thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for giving me the opportunity to serve Him and for allowing me to do this. I mean, again, uh, this is something that I look forward to uh, more than you can possibly imagine. I love to get together with you and to, to have fellowship around the Word of God, to have fellowship around the cross of Jesus Christ. It, uh, it's really something that it just it's mind-blowing to me that, that we've grown as much as we have and we've gotten to the point that where we are. Uh, just last week, 
just last week we we hit uh, two thousand downloads and plays, and I think that was Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. It was Thursday. Well, here it is uh, Sunday, and we're well over two thousand one hundred plays. We're getting close to two thousand two hundred plays already. It's a, it's a tremendous opportunity, and it's not something that could have happened first of all without the Lord Jesus Christ. Second of all. It has to do with you. It has to do with you who listen on a regular basis. And I want to say thank you to you uh, for your support. I want to say thank you to all of you who support us prayerfully. Your prayers ha- are such a tremendous blessing to me. I, I, I can't think of any better word to, uh, to express that. So thank you so much for your prayers. I love getting your prayers, and I, I love getting those prayers where you're just telling me you're praying for me. I need your prayers. The, the show needs your prayers. So uh, thank you, and please continue to do that. I'd also like to say thank you to those of you who already support us financially. Uh, it's a, you're a tremendous, tremendous blessing to us there as well. Uh, and because of your contributions uh, financially, prayerfully, we're getting very close to our goal of being able to purchase uh, a couple of cases of Bibles so that we could have those on hand to give those out to anybody who needs a Bible, and maybe can't afford a Bible. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for your financial support. And of course, to every single one of you who listen on a regular basis. I mean, guys, you, you blow me away. Thank you so much. Uh, you know that, uh, that, that we like to use the Good Pods app, and uh, with your listening uh, on, on good pods, especially that's, I, I've been looking at my numbers and that's pretty much where most of the listens are coming from of late through good pods. So thank you for that. And because of that, we are currently the number one podcast in the top 100 independent podcasts on good pods. We're also the number one podcast in religion and spirituality. And we're the number one podcast in, uh, Christianity. So, uh, we wouldn't be there if it wasn't for you guys listening in on pretty much every episode that we post. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I really do appreciate it, and God bless you for it. Now, folks, if you're in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, would you please consider visiting us at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m., Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, you can visit the church's Facebook page. All you need to do is log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and then, of course, once you get over there, you're going to find lots of helpful information as well as episodes of this podcast. But wherever you're listening, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, what, if you're on a site that allows you to give a star rating, like um, like Good Pods does, Spotify does, uh, I'm not sure which other platforms allow you to do that, but uh, give us a five star if you feel like we deserve it, and uh, make sure you share it, and you like, and you subscribe it, because what that does, that boosts up the algorithm for us. And when people do searches for Bible studies, King James Bible studies, uh, live Bible studies, we come up in the search results. And uh, that's a great way 
to help spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, I, t- I tell you this all the time, you guys have a very, uh, very unique and specific ministry. You have a very specific mission field. So you can reach people that I can't reach. You can reach people that most other people can't reach. And so by you sharing, liking, subscribing, podcasts like this, giving us a five-star review, you, uh, you're, and getting us up in those search results, you're helping. You're helping spread the gospel. And I would also encourage you, go out and get some gospel tracks. Uh, again, Fellowship Track League, you can get gospel tracks for free, absolutely free. Uh, now, I do contribute to their ministry, so uh, you can do that if you like, but if you can't or if you don't want to just right now, that's fine. You, they will send you gospel tracks. So uh, there really isn't any excuse not to be handing out the gospel. So why don't you uh, consider doing that too? Uh, also, you know, uh, it, well, you know, I'll save it for later. Okay, uh, let's get into some announcements. Uh, right. So don't forget, folks, our Thursday night Bible study at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, also, our coming, our upcoming Thursday night show on November 24th will be rescheduled for the 25th, which is Friday at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's so that uh, I don't get in the way of you uh, enjoying your Thanksgiving with your family. You know, we do have a lot to be thankful for. Despite all the trouble and the problems that we might have in our country, we still live in the greatest country on the earth, and we need to be thankful for that. We need to be thankful for the many blessings that God has poured down upon us, undeserving as we are. So please put that time aside on, I mean, you should be thankful all the time. The Apostle Paul tells us to be thankful always. Um, So, but on this particular Thanksgiving day, please, when you're with your family, make sure you pray. Make sure you you offer the Lord your thanks for the food that he's put on your table, the roof over your head, the clothes on your back. Be thankful. Be thankful in all things. So uh, I don't want to get in the way of your Thanksgiving with your families, so we will uh, reschedule our show for the 25th. Now, folks, if you're interested in prepping, uh, I would like to recommend you to visit the Contra Radio Network at www.crn.best. The Contra Radio Network is a podcast and vidcast for the listeners and subscribers of the Contra Radio Network, focusing on the issues and concerns of discerning preppers and patriots. Uh, The Contra Radio Network is also available on all of your major podcasting platforms. We are very thankful, and uh, we're very happy to be a part of the Contra Radio Network lineup. So when you're you're over there, you'll find us there as well, and you'll be able to listen to some of our shows there. Uh, Don't forget, folks, also to sign up for the programming, programming announcements in the subscription box on our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. When uh, all that is, basically, if you're new to us, is a, it's, a, it's an email list that you get on. And anytime we do any kind of programming changes, like we'll be sending out for the November 24th show, uh, or if we have any guests that are booked to come on, we will send out an email to let you know in advance. Uh, we're not going to spam you. We're not going to sell your information to anybody. It all stays here with me. And uh, like I said, we're not going to overload you with a bunch of email you don't need or really care to receive. So uh, sign up for that on our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Look for the programming announcements subscription box at the bottom of the homepage. 
this is an idea that uh, the Lord kind of put on my mind uh, just recently, like yesterday, actually. Um, in January, what I'd like to do is I would like to do a missionary of the month. And what does that mean? Well, uh, to select a missionary, an active missionary, whether uh, home or abroad, and uh, we would consider diverting a portion of the monthly support that we receive to that active missionary. And uh, uh, during the course of the month, uh, we would uh, bring forward any uh, update letters from the missionaries that we have, and um, so we can get to know them a little bit. The reason why I want to put it off until January is because some of the missionaries uh, that I know of, uh, that I would support, uh, are in places where they might not be able to have their personal information publicized. So we want to be careful of that and respectful of that, so I need to reach out to them first to ask them if we could mention them or not, uh, at least by name. We could probably mention something about the work they're doing, but uh, just not mentioned by name. So that's something we want to pray about. So if you would pray about that with me, uh, supporting a, a missionary once a month and having a small segment about it and about them uh, during the course of our programs. So let's pray about that together. And the last announcement before we go into our first break of the evening. Uh, have you been over to our Sword Swag page on our website? Uh, Sword Swag is basically for a contribution. Uh, we, we can send you a really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast ceramic coffee mug, of which I have right here in front of me with my tea in it. And you could also, and that's for a $25 contribution. Uh, and if you want a T-shirt, much like the one that I'm wearing right now, uh, it, that would be a $35 contribution. So if you go to the Sword Swag tab on our website, uh, you'll see an email button. Just uh, send me an email. Let me know which item it is that you'd like to, uh, to get for your contribution. And I will tell you how to send the contribution to us and get your your email address, or I'm sorry, your mailing address, and uh, send that out to you. All right. Well, we're moving right along here. We're going to come up on our first break of the evening. And when we get back, we're going to get into our prayer list. And I do have a, a, an announcement related to our prayer list that I'll get to when we come back from this break. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! Sing unto the Lord, to God our voices raise. Let us in our most joyful songs the Lord our Savior praise. Before God's presence let us come with praise and thankful voice. Let us sing psalms to God with grace, with grateful hearts rejoice. 
Oh, come and bowing down to God, our worship let us bring. Come, let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker and our King. The Lord our God is King of kings, above all gods enthroned. The depths of earth and mountains high by God alone are owned. To God the spacious sea belongs. God made its waves and tides. And by God's hand the rising land was formed and still abides. Oh, come and bowing down to God, our worship let us bring. Come, let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker and our King, our Maker and our King, our King. Strength, our help when our troubled hearts are in me. 
welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello. We're moving along pretty well here today. We got good timing. Uh, I don't think the message is going to be as long as it usually is either. So uh, we could slow this down a little bit. Um, I have three hours of airtime. We could probably fill that up, couldn't we? Right? No? Okay. Uh, the chat room is open, folks. If you're uh, logged into the Spreaker app on your phone or on your desktop, you could uh, go over to the uh, chat group. Uh, the usual cast of characters is in there already. Uh, it's a blessing to see them all. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate that. And thank you, Brother Kurt. Um, we're going to come to that uh, momentarily. So um, we're going to get into our prayer list here. Uh, now, this is Sunday. So normally on Sundays, you know, we go through the list quite extensively, um, almost almost one by one. But uh, we have a, a lot of new additions to the list today. So uh, it's, it's a real blessing again, like I told you. You know, for you guys to email and send me your uh, your prayer requests. I mean, I love to to read them. I love to be able to pray for them. It's an absolute privilege for me. Um, so we're going to get into our prayer requests. Uh, first and foremost, we always pray at the start of everything for salvation, uh, for the folks that are in need of salvation that are on our list. And uh, we have on our list for salvation, we have my mom, Diane. We have my sister, Laura. My granddaughter, Carmela. And we have David back up in New York City. So uh, we need to pray for them, and we're going to do that right now. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the love, the mercy, and the grace that you have poured out upon us through the shed blood of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that we could approach the throne of grace today. We thank you that we, that we as believers can approach the throne of grace boldly and lay out our petitions before you. Father, today, the, the most important decision that anyone has to make has to do with their salvation, with their place in eternity. So, Father, today, I want to pray for my mother, Diane, my sister, Laura, my granddaughter, Carmela, David, up in New York. Lord, we want to make sure that they understand their need of the Lord Jesus Christ for their salvation, that, that nothing that they do no good works that they do, no church membership, no sacrament, no confessional, no priest, no Mary, no church, nothing but the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ can save them. Father, we pray today that you would just hear us, that, Lord, that you would impress upon their heart the understanding and their need for salvation. Father, I pray that you would raise up some folks around them that could uh, minister to them, bring them the gospel, uh, talk to them, Lord, and uh, just we pray that you would just in your mercy save them. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, my, my daughter, uh, my daughter Rebecca, she, she got saved when she was about 12 years old. And uh, she's pregnant right now, so I have grandchild number two on the way, uh, granddaughter number two on the way. And uh, I know that my daughter talks to Carmela, my granddaughter, right now, and, I, and I'm, it's also part of my prayer that she, uh, that she brings the gospel to her as well. Uh, so going down our list now, we're going to move over to our uh, sick list. Now, uh, we're going to pray for Pastor Martin again, as usual, because, uh, you know, Pastor Martin, uh, he really is, he's a good man, and uh, he's a tremendous inspiration to me. And uh, I am truly blessed to, to know him 
and to be able to speak to him on, on the occasions that I do. And Pastor Martin, for those of you who may not know, for new listeners, Pastor Martin is 89 years old. Uh, he has over 50 years in the ministry. He's retired now, but he's over 50 years in the ministry. And uh, at his age, with his ailments, uh, Pastor Martin still goes out once a week and street preaches, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. And that's amazing. And that's a tremendous testimony. And it's also kind of a rebuke to us, uh, those of us that aren't sick as he is or advanced in age as he is, uh, that if he can go out and do that, well, why can't we? And we ought to. It's very, very important today to go out and to bring the gospel out. So but Pastor Martin um, had a problem with his eyesight uh, for some time now. Uh, it took a very bad turn a few days ago where he lost his eyesight. Uh, his eyesight failed him. Uh, but we've determined or it was discovered that uh, it, ha- it was a result of the medication that he was taking to treat uh, his eczema. So uh, that's been adjusted, and uh, his eyesight has improved somewhat, but uh, it's, still not, it's still not to the point where he, st- he doesn't struggle. And so we want to pray for him, for his eyesight. We want to pray for him, for his blood pressure, for his eczema, and for the medications that he's on. Uh, we're also going to continue to pray for my mom, uh, for her health concerns. Uh, my mom, uh, she, she uh, had, had a stroke. She has COPD. She's connected to oxygen pretty much 24-7. Uh, so we want to pray for her, and we, we're going to continue to do that. We're also praying for Laura, my sister, uh, who has a slipped disc in her back, and she'll be going for an MRI. Uh, Bernice, uh, Bernice is a sister in our church. For those of you who don't know, uh, Bernice, uh, has been battling cancer for quite some time now. She's, uh, undergoing some, uh, chemotherapy treatments and, uh, some treatments that, um, uh, they're kind of like a vaccine. I'm not really a hundred percent sure what it's all about, but apparently it's something that's made from her own blood. And, uh, so we're praying for that, uh, that that would be helpful to her and that uh, as she goes through her chemo, that, uh, that, that she'd be recovering faster and that uh, the chemo wouldn't have any lasting uh, side effects. Now, I did see uh, Bernice today at church earlier this morning, and uh, she's amazing, yeah, honestly, uh, for, for what she's dealing with. She always has a smile on her face, and that's a real blessing. Uh, we're also uh, praying for Bernice's mom for her health concerns uh, Bernard Maurer is recovering from his back surgery, uh, so we want to pray for that. We want to pray that uh, the Lord will help, re- help him recover and get him back up on his feet uh, as quickly as possible. We're also praying for Alan. Alan has uh, prostate cancer, and he's scheduled for surgery in January, so we want to pray for that. Uh, we're also praying for Janae, who has heart issues, and she has a doctor's appointment coming up to figure out what exactly the problem is and how they're going to go forward. And that appointment is coming up on November the 22nd. And we're also pr- praying for my pastor, John Monk, who is uh, experiencing some back pain these days. Um, so we want to pray for him. And I want to say, you know, about my pastor, uh, he, he's, he's another really good man. You know, um, uh, he preached a, a wonderful message today on, uh, for Thanksgiving on being thankful. And it's really just, it was really just a, a wonderful message and something that I needed to hear. Um, 
uh, and it's something we all need to hear a little bit more frequently, to be honest. Um, Thanksgiving shouldn't just be that one day a year. We should be thankful all the time. So uh, we're going to pray for Pastor Monk for his back. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you again, Lord, and we bring those that are on our sick list. We bring Pastor Martin to you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you would just work in him, that you would help his eyesight, you would help him with his eczema, Lord, that you would uh, help get his blood pressure under control, and that, Lord, that um, that he would adjust the medications that he's on right now, and, Lord, that you would continue to give him the strength that, that he needs, and to get out and to street preach, and Lord, we pray that you would just protect him and keep him safe while he does that. Lord, we're lifting up my mom to you as well for her health concerns. Lord, we just pray that uh, you would just continue to touch her, work in her, Lord, draw her to yourself, keep her close, Father, and Lord, we pray that you would just bring uh, some comfort and healing uh, to her. We're praying for my sister, Laura. Lord, we we lift her up to you uh, for the disc problem that she has in her back. We pray for good results from the MRI. We pray, Lord, that it's not something so severe that would require surgery. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would just guide the doctors as they treat her, and going forward, Lord, that she would that she would heal. Uh, Father, we also lift up Bernice as she's going through her chemotherapy and and these uh, vaccines that she's been taking. Lord, we pray that uh, that you would uh, use those those methods to bring healing to her body. Lord, we pray that you would just touch her. We're thankful for her. We're thankful for her good attitude. And Lord, we just lift her up to you and ask you to bless her as she goes through this and her family as well. We're also praying for Bernice's mom for her health concerns. Lord, we pray that you would touch her body as well. We're praying for Bernard Maurer as he's recovering from his back surgery. Lord, we lift him up as well. And Father, we pray that you would just touch him, give him strength to recover, give him grace. And, uh, Lord, that uh, he'd be back up on his feet uh, very, very soon. Father, we pray for Alan uh, going through prostate cancer, uh, dealing with that, and for the surgery that's going to be coming up in January. Lord, we pray that uh, the surgery, that you would guide the doctor's hands as they perform this delicate procedure. And, Lord, we pray that um, there wouldn't be any lasting uh, long-term effects from from the surgery. And Father God, that uh, you would just uh, just bring grace and, and minister to Alan uh, as he as he loves you, he knows you as his savior, and and we're thankful for that. Lord, we're also praying for Janae today, uh, who's dealing with some heart issues and heart troubles. And Father, she has a doctor's appointment coming up on the twenty second. Lord, we just commit that to you. We ask you just to work and uh, just uh, help to resolve this issue as quickly as possible. And, of course, we want to pray for Pastor Monk as he's uh, dealing with some back pain these days. And, Lord, we pray that you would bring some healing and some comfort to him as he stands and he preaches and and, uh, conducts his daily business. And, Father, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, moving down on to our our list here. Uh, We're going to pray for the Gonzalez family. Uh, the Gonzalez family uh, have uh, experienced the loss of their child uh, to SIDS. That's the Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. Uh, so we want to pray for the Gonzalez family. Uh, we also want to pray for Robert Garza, who uh, lost his his uh, his only brother. Uh, and we're going to pray for him as well. Uh, a lot of loss uh, we're, we're hearing about these days, and it's uh, it's really heartbreaking especially when it's a child. So we want to pray for those. Uh, Lord, we want to pray for the Gonzalez family. Lord, we want to pray, uh, Father God, that uh, you would just bring comfort and uh, try to try to just minister to them, Lord. Give them grace. 
as, uh, as they try to deal with the loss of their child. Uh, Father, we also want to pray for, uh, for Robert, uh, for uh, the loss of his brother. Uh, Lord, it's a terrible thing that we hear. Uh, you know, it's never a good thing to hear the loss of a, of a child. It's never a good thing to hear the loss of anyone, Lord. But Father God, we, we know that you are a God of comfort, and you'll touch them, and you'll just bring grace and healing uh, where it's needed. And Father, we just commit them to you. Uh, Lord, we also pray uh, for uh, Brother George in our church. His his cousins uh, have passed, and uh, so we want to pray for their family. They leave behind two children, and, and it's uh, it's a terrible loss. Lord, we just lift them up to you as well, and we pray for the family. We pray as they adjust to this, and we pray that you bring grace and show mercy, Father, and we'll thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, now, for the last couple of shows, I have mentioned to you about uh, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, named Alex Herrera. Um, we, had, uh, we had lost contact uh, some several months ago, and uh, just for whatever reason, the Lord put Brother Alex on my mind. Uh, Brother Alex, he's a saved man. He knows the Lord, and we're, we're thankful for that. But we've been praying for Brother Alex that uh, the Lord would protect him and, and hedge him about and keep him safe. And also to open up an opportunity for us to hear from Brother Alex. And, uh, you know, God is so good. God is so amazingly good that last night, just randomly out of the blue, Brother Alex reached out to me and we had a very lengthy conversation but uh, the great news is, is that Brother Alex is safe, and he's doing well, and we're thankful. And uh, he may be listening. Uh, I know we had talked about it earlier, and I sent him the link to the show. So uh, we hope that Brother Alex is listening, and if he is, we're, we're thankful that, uh, that he's there, and God bless you. And we're going we're gonna to thank the Lord and praise the Lord for that. Uh, we're also going to be praying for my brother-in-law, Jude, for his business. Uh, he's a contractor up in New York. We're praying also for Robert, who is a border patrol. Um, sorry, a National Guardsman serving on the border. Uh, we're going to pray for uh, also several of his fellow guardsmen for salvation. Uh, uh, Brother Robert didn't give me their specific names. The Lord knows who they are, and we're also praying that the Lord would boost the morale of those men working along the border. We're also going to be praying for our Border Patrol agents, our National Guardsmen, and local law enforcement that are working along the border, our local, state, and federal elected representatives. Uh, we're going to keep them up in prayer. So, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much, Lord. We thank you for answered prayer. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that, uh, that Brother Alex is safe and uh, uh, he's doing well. And, Lord, we pray for him. We pray for his, uh, his situation. We pray, Lord, that, uh, that you would just continue to, just to keep him safe, hedge him, and protect him as he takes care of uh, the business of life. And, Lord, we just uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Father, that you uh, got us in contact with each other. And it was a real blessing to have those conversations with, with uh, Brother Alex last night. And it was really uplifting to me and hopefully to him as well. And, Father, we just thank you for that time, that very sweet time in fellowship. And... Uh, Lord, uh, we just pray that you would just continue to, uh, to bless as, as we go forward. Father, we want to pray for uh, my brother-in-law Jude uh, for his business, for his contracting business up in New York. 
Uh, we're also praying for uh, Brother Robert, who's serving down on the border, and Lord, for those uh, guardsmen that he mentioned uh, that are in need of salvation. God, I pray that you use Robert in a in a strong and powerful and in a mighty way to bring the gospel to these men, and Lord, that uh, you would bless Brother Robert with the opportunity of seeing them get saved. And uh, Father, we just pray for them, and we pray that you would protect them as they do their jobs, uh, do what it is that you've called them to do, and uh, we just commit that all to you. We also pray for the morale of all the men that are working down along the border. Uh, we pray for their safety and their protection as well. Uh, all of our local Border Patrol agents, National Guardsmen, local law enforcement as well, Father, as they're working to keep us safe and protected along the border here. Father, we also want to lift up our local, state, and federal elected officials and representatives, Lord. We, we, uh, we pray that you would just um, give them wisdom, godly wisdom, as they make the decisions that affect us each and every day. And Lord, we want to commit them to you, and Lord, we pray that you would raise up godly saved people around them that would lead them to Jesus Christ, first and foremost, and Lord, that you would provide them good counsel based upon the Word of God, and we'll thank you for that. Lord, we also want to pray for Angel, who is uh, who's going through her very first pregnancy. Uh, we want to pray for her husband, Alex, as well. Uh, Isabella is asking for prayer for her walk with the Lord. Uh, Jessica is uh, praying for a job opportunity. Trevor, for his walk with the Lord. Uh, Anthony is asking for uh, opportunities to witness. That's a great prayer, Father, and we, 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 we really do pray that you would give him that opportunity. And, uh, and Lord, that there would be some great fruit coming from it. And Father, we also want to pray for uh, for Sarah, for uh, her uh, car repair costs that uh, kind of came up unexpectedly. And we pray for all those things, and we'll thank you for it all. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. And then, of course, we have the unspoken prayer requests. We're going to pray for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez for his unspoken, uh, Dan, Jim Hall, uh, George for his unspoken prayer request. Uh, Jason uh, from our chat group has uh, an unspoken prayer request as well. And we're also praying for Mike Elizalde, if I pronounced the last name right. If I didn't, forgive me, sir. Um, we're going to pray for Mike for his situation as well. Heavenly Father, uh, as we uh, open up our uh, the unspoken prayer requests, Lord, we lay them before you. Father God, you know what each one of those specific needs are, even though they're not spoken to us. You know them. So, Father, we pray that you would uh, hear those prayers, that you would answer those prayers according to your perfect will and for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, uh, please feel free to email them to us at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. All right, now, normally at this point, we would take any questions uh, from the listeners, but uh, didn't have any that have come through. And, oh, yes, before I forget, uh, and before we go on to our next break, uh, let's just take a second here. And I would like to say, uh, first of all, to Brother Kurt, I know we did this on Thursday, but he wanted it done twice, so we're going to do it right now for him. Uh, tomorrow, Monday, is Brother Kurt's birthday, so we're going to say a happy birthday to Brother Kurt. And uh, Brother Kurt had also asked uh, to say a happy birthday for myself because today is my birthday, uh, hit number 52 today, and um, so it's a real blessing. And I normally wouldn't uh, wish myself a happy birthday or do this for myself, 
for for my birthday. Uh, I kind of try to keep my birthday on the down low, but since uh, since Kurt mentioned it and and he asked for it, we're gonna do that right now. So for brother Kurt and for myself, a very very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kurt, and happy birthday, uh, me. And uh, we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take our next break here, and uh, it'll be about a five minute break, maybe a little less than that. This will give you an opportunity to go grab your King James Bible, get yourself a nice cup of coffee or a bottle of water, or you can get yourself some tea, like I have in my wonderful Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mug. And when we come back, we'll be getting into today's message: the Captain of our salvation. We'll be right back. Be not afraid, for I have redeemed you. Be not afraid, I have called you by name. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the floods, they will not sweep o'er you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be consumed. Precious in my sight. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. I will be with you, and the floods will not sweep over. Precious in my sight, my love for you is everlasting. My love for you shall have no end. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass. Sweep for you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be consumed. You are mine. You are precious in my sight. You are precious in my sight.
This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. All right, folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. My name is Joe Rusiello, and uh, but you guys knew that already. Uh, we're going to be getting into our, uh, our message of the day uh, momentarily, but um, if you're new, uh, we play that piece on the King James Bible uh, before we get into the Bible study or the Sunday message for a specific reason, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, and that is to uh, get all of us into the mind and in the spirit of worship, prayer, and the, uh, the seriousness of the Word of God, the importance of the Word of God, your King James Bible. Uh, you know our position on that book. Um, we believe that it is the absolute, perfect, inspired, preserved Word of God for us today in the English language. And it's very, very important that we understand that and we hold it uh, very, very sacred and very close to us and have a tremendous amount of reverence for it. God gave us His Word for a reason, and He gave us a perfect Word. Now, there's a lot of folks out there that, that um, you know, they, they like those new modern translations, but they all lack in comparison to the King James. The King James is the Word of God. And in, in the coming weeks, we're going to actually do a, uh, a side-by-side verse compared to verse of the new versions compared to the King James Version. And we are going to show you how most people say, well, you know, they all say the same thing. No, they don't, actually. They really don't. But that's not the subject of today. So the subject of today is we're going to be talking about the captain of our salvation. So would you grab your Bible and head on over to Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 2. Hebrews, chapter 2, and that's where we're going to get started today. The captain of our salvation. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 5, 
For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou, hast, thou madest him a little lower than the angels, thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not under him, not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Well, folks, tonight, what I'd like to do is I'd like to to preach to you a little bit on that phrase from our passage, the captain of their salvation. I like that. I really like that. As you study the Bible, you see the term captain used in a variety of ways, but, but all, in one form or another, is in a military context. Kings were captains of their nations, like uh, Jephthah in Judges chapter 11, or Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 9, David in 2 Samuel chapter 5, or Hezekiah in 2 Kings chapter 20. Then every king had a captain of the host, meaning that uh, he had a commander-in-chief, as it were, over his army. In Israel, there was a captain over every tribe. In Numbers chapter 2, for example, the tribe of Reuben the tribe of Judah, and, 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 and the like, all had a captain over them. According to First Chronicles chapter 27, the setup was kind of like this. Every tribe and every captain drew a one-month voluntary duty throughout the year. You can kind of say it was like the National Guard. All right? they, they drew a one-month duty, the captain was in charge, and then they rotated one tribe each month for military service and national defense. Also in the Bible, there, there are captains over smaller ranks, all right, there are captains over a thousand in First Samuel chapter seventeen. There's a captain of a hundred in Numbers chapter thirty-one. Then in Second Kings chapter one and Second Kings chapter fifteen, there's a captain of fifty. So now today we might use a little different terminology, saying like, you know, well, he's a sergeant or he's a lieutenant, he's a captain, he's a major, he's a colonel, and so on. But in the Bible, in your Bible, the term captain is kind of like a catch-all phrase that can indicate a variety of positions. But the title captain, in pretty much whatever context it's used, is obviously a military term. And the plain and necessary implication of this title is that we're passing through a country full of difficulties, dangers, and oppositions. And like Israel, going through the wilderness and thereafter, we need a leader who can guide us and direct us and carry us safely through. So then we come to the book of Hebrews, and Jesus Christ is called the captain of our salvation. Man, I am glad it's him and nobody else. I honestly cannot think of a more perfect captain. Now let's take a moment here and let's think about the qualifications of a good leader or a captain. To get the feeling of this, turn with me over to the book of Joshua, chapter 5. Joshua, chapter 5. 
Now, Joshua, Joshua was a great captain in his own right. He was a great military leader of Israel. Uh, he led them to victory after victory, into battle after battle, and the conquering of the land that God promised them. Over in Joshua chapter 5, we're going to look at verse number 13. Joshua chapter 5 and verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. So one of the greatest obstacles that stood between Israel and the land that God had promised them in the days of their forefather Abraham was this giant walled city, Jericho. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand, and Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as, now watch it, as captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. So because the place was holy, and because the reverence and the worship that was granted and that Joshua participated in wasn't denied, it gives us an indication of who this captain was. It was Jesus Christ. And we find many Old Testament appearances of Jesus Christ. If you want to get technical, you can call it, they're called Christophanies. All right, that's one of your uh, Bible school words, Christophanies. All right, and this particular appearance is one of those. And here he is, simply utilizing the title that we've become familiar with in the book of Hebrews, the captain of our salvation. And right there, he's called the captain of the hosts. I'm about to lead you into this battle. Now, this may come as a surprise to some of us, right? And believe it or not, we're in a struggle. And the struggle will continue until we draw our last breath in this old corruptible flesh. This flesh is waiting for its redemption. It's waiting for its regeneration. It's waiting for its renewal. Now, if you're saved, if you're saved, your soul and your spirit have already experienced that, but your flesh, my flesh, has still been denied it. It's still waiting. So there's a battle. There's a battle. There's a battle of the world, the flesh, and the devil. And those obstacles are continually out there. So he leads us into the battle. Now, in the next chapter, Joshua chapter 6, the Lord gives us some, some, some key points of strategy to remember. I have just a few of them, and I'd like to show them to you. Uh, this is just battle strategy. Battle strategy. You know, sometimes we get weary of the battle. Amen? But then the Lord does come along and give us some R&R, doesn't he? I mean, the Lord doesn't leave us out there on the front lines all the time. He knows that we need a little R&R, &R, but you have to pull your duty. You have to pull your duty. Like the ancient tribes of Israel had to pull their duty month by month. Like uh, We said one month out of the year, they had to go out onto the front lines, right? So here we are in Joshua chapter 6 and in verse 2, and let's get the first piece of strategy that God gives us. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 2. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. So if you're going to win any battle in life, 
the world, the flesh, the devil, or anything else, the Lord is the one who's going to give it to you. The Lord is the one who's going to give it to you. You know, sometimes we rely on the strength of the flesh, and then when the whole thing falls apart, we get dismal, uh, we, we get depressed, we get disconcerted, uh, we get distressed, not realizing, not realizing that we should have been leaning more on the Lord in the first place. Now listen, I'm preaching to myself here just as much as I'm preaching to you guys. Now keep your finger here and let's go over to Joshua chapter 6. And turn, I'm sorry, we're in Joshua 6. We're going to turn over to Ephesians chapter 6. Sorry about that. Ephesians chapter 6. And let's get some New Testament confirmation of this. So now once again, we find ourselves here in a military context. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So do you see that? Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's his might. It's not yours. And then notice what he says in the next verse, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So in Joshua chapter 5, the captain shows up. Joshua worships him. And then the very next chapter, we have the strategy laid out for this great big battle that's about to take place. So the first strategy is that if the battle is to be won, it will be the Lord who will give you the victory. If the battle is to be won, it'll be the Lord who gives you the victory. Let's go back over to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 3. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. You know, some of us get discouraged and say, you know, I've been fighting this battle all my life. I've been fighting this battle for years. Well, you know, it may require a great deal of patience. Did you ever wonder about this passage? I mean, the Lord could have easily just snapped his finger and the walls would have come falling down. But he didn't. Which then leads us to the principle found in the Bible, which is do what you can do, do what you're directed to do, do all that you can do, and leave the miracle to God. Do what you can do. At Jesus' very first miracle at the wedding feast of Cana, his mother came to him and said, you know, we're having this big wedding feast and we're out of wine. And Jesus said, command the servants to take all the pots and fill them with water and line them up. So they had to do all the work. They had to get the pots. They had to fill them up with water. They had to drag them over and line them up. They had to do all that stuff. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, it doesn't seem so hard. Well, you know, water weighs eight pounds per gallon. So if they had, a, a say, a 10-gallon pot, they were carrying 80 pounds of water plus the weight of the pot itself. They had to do some work. I mean, you know, Jesus could have just wiggled his nose and poof, you know, but he didn't. He didn't. They had to participate. Do all that you can do. Sometimes it takes patience before the battle can be won and we can claim the victory. So let me ask you, are you fighting any battles? You probably are. I mean, if you're alive, 98.6 degrees and breathing, you're probably fighting some battles. 
You might be fighting some personal battles. You might be fighting some family battles. You might be fighting some financial battles, and the list could go on and on and on. But the, the, the overall point is that we all have battles that we fight, and if you're not, I would really like to know what your secret is. I'd sure like to know how you're pulling that off, if you're not. It requires patience. The Lord said, I want you to do this for six days. Now, that's a strange thing, isn't it? But that's what he said. But that's not all. Verse 4. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. So it may also require a great deal of perseverance, not just patience. You know, just hanging in there and hanging in there. And, and you, know, you know, some of us are praying for lost loved ones. You know, there's always a temptation to quit and just give up. You know, you've been praying for them for, for so many years, and they're just as hard-hearted and hard-headed as ever, well, at least in your estimation, right? You know, I, I met a man who told me of how he prayed for his father for nearly 30 years. He was 90 when he died, and he didn't get saved until he was 89. He, he said he prayed for him, and he witnessed to him that nobody, would, nobody could lead him to Christ. He said he was in a nursing home after he had a stroke, and then he told me that his father was more spiritual than most Christians are. He, he said he read his Bible every day, which, sad to say, is more than most saints do. Amen? But he was lost. He was lost. He said his dad wouldn't curse, his dad wouldn't drink, he wouldn't smoke. He was a moral man but he was lost, and he had been witnessed to, and he had been prayed for. Well, he had his Bible in his room at the nursing home, and one day the attendant came, came in to clean it up, and she just so happened to be a Christian. And she saw the Bible sitting on the table, and she asked him if he was a Christian, and he said, no, I'm not. And she led him to the Lord. Isn't that a blessing? That's a, tre- that's a huge blessing. It's a tremendous blessing. My dad, I, I, I've been saved for 23 years. I've, I've been praying for my dad and my mom and my sister for 23 years. My dad didn't get saved until just two days before he passed. That's a result of perseverance. That's the result of a lot of faithful pe- people. You know, a lot of marching around the wall before it finally came down. You know, it may require that. Sometimes the Lord just has it set up that way. Now, the next strategy we're given is found in verse 5. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Now, the instructions here were to shout with a great shout. You know, a lot of Baptists, Methodists, Presbyterians, you know, they, they couldn't have been a part of that crowd. They don't know how to shout. Now, the Bible says that they were instructed to shout. So now you might be sitting there listening and thinking to yourself, well, where in the world is he going with this? You know, what kind of application can you make with this? Well, I'm going to make this application, okay? 
Sometimes we need to avail ourselves of the power of the shout. Well, what do you mean by that? I'm not talking about people that are, you know, running around shouting just to be shouting. I'm not talking about some of these churches where people are just, you know, swinging from the chandeliers, shouting, screaming, and foaming at the mouth. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that at all. But on the flip side, on the flip side of that, the shout indicates that they were rejoicing in anticipation of what God was going to do. And sometimes we need to avail ourselves of the shout. You know, just by coming together as a group of people, as they had come together as a group of people, and singing and, 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 and raising our voices unto the Lord, getting happy and excited about our Savior, the captain of our salvation. There's nothing wrong with that. The shout. Let's keep your finger here, and let's look at Ezra chapter 3. Ezra chapter 3. I'll give you a second to find it, and while you do that, I'm going to drink some tea. Ezra chapter 3 and verse 11. Now, they had just finished the foundation of the rebuilding of the temple. Verse 11, And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people, what? Shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but, but if you ever get just overwhelmed, you know, and you're sitting in church, and, 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 and God is just moving in your heart, and, and you're getting all excited by the Word of God, and you want to cut loose and let out an amen, go ahead. Do it. That's okay. That's all right. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, I, you know, I don't know. That just sounds awfully Pentecostal or, you know, charismatic or something. No, folks, no. It's Bible. It's Bible. Don't you see that? When they praised the Lord because the foundation was laid, look at verse 12. Ezra 3, verse 12. But many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice and many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people, for the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. Now, I know a lot of people will say, well, that's just not my style. You know, that's just not my thing. That's not the way I was raised. Well, okay, that's fine. But, you know, if it ever just kind of crawls all over you, you know, (laughs) if it ever just kind of gets to you and, and, and you want to let it out, Go ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. The power of a shout. Now, I'm not just talking about the shout itself. I'm talking about the gathering together of the people and the expression of of emotion at the mercy and the goodness of God. They say, man, God has been good to us. The power of the shout. God gave them liberty, license, and direction to do it. But that's not all. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 5. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall 
fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Every man. It says every man shall ascend up straight before him. So once the walls fall down, the Lord says it's going to be an individual battle. It's going to be hand-to-hand, man-on-man combat. Now picture it. You're walking around the walls corporately. You feel a surge of strength and, 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 and fortitude because you have all of your friends and all your buddies with you. You're marching around, and then at the prescribed time, we blow the horns and we give a shout. Then the Lord says that every man shall ascend up into the city. Now, you're going up, and all of a sudden, you're there. And even though you have your friends here and there, you kind of feel alone uh, as you take your sword and you face the enemy. Face to face, nose to nose, head to head. And he's about ten times bigger than you. Sometimes there's an individual battle. The Lord told you about that ahead of time. Well, then what do we do? Look at verse 10. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 10. It requires complete obedience. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth, until the day I bid you shout, then shall ye shout. You see? You do exactly what I tell you to do, and when I tell you to do it. And if we follow the text through, if you do what I tell you to do, you'll get the victory. Do you know how many people they lost at the Battle of Jericho? Do you know? None. Zero. Nada. But conversely, at AI, they lost thousands, didn't they? Why? Because of their disobedience. God gave them a total and complete victory at Jericho, but it required complete obedience. Well, then it also requires personal sacrifice. Look at verse 12. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. So he arose early in the morning. Well, for some of us, that requires personal sacrifice. (laughs) And you see the same thing in verse 15. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And then lastly, look at verse 18. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed, when when ye take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. So paying close attention will keep us from the accursed thing. Now, all right, I mean, if we, if we follow the narrative all the way through again, there was a man there by the name of Achan. Achan disregarded that commandment, and he partook of the accursed thing, and as a result, a curse did come upon the nation of Israel. Many of the people were direct recipients of that curse. Paying close attention will keep us from the accursed thing. You know, we, we live in a day and age where people have kind of a, um, like a blasé attitude about the Word of God. In the minds of most people, it's, it's just not a book that needs to be adhered to strictly and completely. To a lot of people, it's just kind of a book that we, you know, we listen to, we say, yeah, well, that's a nice story, and then we go about our business without ever really trying to make an application as to how it applies to us. You know, most, most people today are not great listeners. 
we've allowed all the distractions of life to kind of detract us. You know, we think about it when a teenager can do his homework wearing headphones, listening to rock music, rap music, or have the television going. I, I think I think there's something wrong with that. Now, it's either that they're not listening to that or the homework is extremely easy. You know, I don't know. But people really aren't good listeners today. But if we pay strict attention and are obedient to the Word of God, we'll come out victorious. We'll come out victorious. So the captain of our salvation must lead us into the battle. In Joshua 6, we have a course that we have to follow that was given to us to lead us through the battle. And folks, right here, what we're going to do is we're going to take our next break. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And when we come back, we'll get into the rest of this message. Stay with us. We 
Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, we've been studying the captain of our salvation, the captain of our salvation. So the first point we covered was that he must lead us in the battle. And now secondly, we come to where he must lead us in suffering. Let's go over to Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. Folks, don't forget the chat group is open. If you're signed in on the Spreaker app, you can jump on into the chat room. Uh, I was telling the guys just a few minutes ago that um, they're eerily quiet today. Usually they're a little bit more um, vociferous, so uh, not sure if they're okay over there. They're saying, let's see, Brother Kurt says, just absorbing the message, brother. Robert says, absolutely. Um, yeah, so if you have a Spreaker, uh, the Spreaker app on your phone, or if you have uh, a desktop login for Spreaker, you can jump on into the chat room and maybe wake these guys up a little bit. All right. All right. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things, and bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Now, Christ was made perfect through sufferings. Did you catch that? Christ was made perfect 
through sufferings. Now, obviously, this does not mean that he was sinful before and was made holy by his sufferings. Christ was not made better, for he was before perfectly holy. He was completely endowed for the work which he came to do. He, through sufferings, was rendered complete because of what? Well, number one, his sufferings made him an example to his people who shall pass through similar trials. You know, people go through trials. It's good to know that there is one who's leading you through the trials, not following you through them, leading you through them. If he's the captain of our salvation, he'll lead us. He's able to sympathize with them and, and, and succor them in their temptations. Hebrews 2.18 says, For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. He's able to lead you through the temptation. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm interested in someone that knows the path that I'm about to take. I'm interested in someone that can lead me through the difficult places. Now, think about it. If you and I were going down uh, through a swamp and there was quicksand, wouldn't you be interested in being led by the guy who lives there and walk through that swamp a hundred times? I would. Absolutely, I would. And I'm sure you would. You, I'm sure you would do. You. And I'm sure you would, too. One day, again, I will get the English language uh, down pat. Hi. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, he leads us. He leads us. And then number two, by his suffering, an atonement was made for our sins. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Turn with me over there. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. He was made perfect in that his death provided a finished work. But what does that mean? Well, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8 says, Though he were a son, yet he learned, yet learned he obedience by the things which he'd suffered. There's always, that's always been a strange thing to me. You know, it really has. It's always been a strange thing to me. Jesus Christ learned obedience by the things he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all that obey him. Jesus Christ leads you in your suffering because he's the captain of your salvation. The captain must encourage. That's the job of the captain, to encourage the saints and the troops. Look with me over in John chapter 13. John chapter 13, please. John chapter 13 and verse number 14. John 13, verse 14. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to, have, ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done unto you. Now, there are some churches out there that make foot washing an ordinance. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I believe that there are two ordinances in the church, baptism by immersion and the Lord's Supper. Amen? But here, the Lord gave his disciples a foot washing, and then he said that this is an example to properly encourage them. Now, there's a picture there. You know, in the ancient days, people would bathe at a public bath, and then after they bathed, they would, you know, they'd put their robes back on or their clothes back on, and then they would walk back home. But in the process of walking back home on those, those dry and dusty roads, their, their feet would get dirty while the rest of the body stayed clean. So it was necessary when they got home to wash their feet. And generally, that's the servant's job, to wash the feet. Jesus Christ then assumed the role of the servant when he washed the feet of his disciples. 
By washing their feet in the role of a servant, he was providing them with encouragement. He was saying, I'll do whatever it takes to keep you on your feet and keep you going. You know, victory in ancient warfare, as well as recent times, has always been related to following the colors. And I'm sure you've heard that phrase, you know, follow the colors. Uh, If you spent any time in the military, I'm sure you heard that, follow the colors. Uh, During the Civil War, the 26th North Carolina, a crack regiment under the command of a 21-year-old full colonel by the name of Henry King Bergwin, was ordered to charge the famed Iron Brigade. The Iron Brigade was composed of the 2nd and the 7th Wisconsin and the 19th Indiana and the 24th Michigan Regiments. After a challenging speech, Colonel Bergwin concluded, Since you will be unable to receive any commands from me during the noise of the battle, I am issuing one order right now. Close in on the colors. The new regimental colors were then encased and placed unfurled before the regiment. Now, he commanded, all you men have to do is follow the colors. Proud to be the first standard bearer and knowing full well that he wouldn't be the last, J.B. Mansfield stepped forward four paces to the front of the line. You know, color bearers suffered a high mortality rate, and eight color guards and ten standard bearers had been shot down before the North Carolina Regiment reached the main federal line. At that point of the battle, Captain W.W. McCreary, a staff officer, brought the order to advance. So inspired by the fervor of the men, he picked up the fallen colors, waved the flag, and dashed to the front of the line to urge the regiment on. He had only advanced a short way when he too collapsed with five bullet wounds to the chest. Lieutenant George Wilcox rushed forward and pulled the blood-covered flag from under the body, and he too fell after he advanced a few steps. At this point, the regiment wavered, but Colonel Bergwin seized the colors and shouted, Dress to the colors! As he moved forward, a young private spiked from the ranks to relieve the colonel, but he was too late. Colonel Bergwin was struck in the chest, mortally wounded. The private, too, was shot down instantly. Although the colors changed hands 13 times, that regiment, outnumbered two to one, took the hill and drove back the powerful Iron Brigade. The 26th North Carolina suffered a 72% casualty rate, but they had one order. Follow the colors. And that they did to the death, but they won the hill. I guess in a way, those are really our orders too, aren't they? Follow the colors. It's really simple. And the captain of our salvation will lead us. So we reason, well, what if I die? Well, then he'll lead you across the Jordan. He'll lead you across the chilling waters of death. He'll lead you home. He's the captain of our salvation. He's our leader. We follow him. He's the head of the church. And thank God that he is. Father, today we're reminded of the orders that we've been given, very simply, I suppose, to follow the colors. And that shouldn't be difficult because the captain of our salvation will lead us and encourage us and give us the battle strategy that we need. Lord, I'm thankful 
that you're not the kind of captain that stays in the background way behind the lines and with a lengthy telescope look out across the battlefield and directs the charge. I'm thankful that you lead and guide our steps in whatever course you have for us. Lead us today through the struggles that we face to victory. And we'll thank you in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, that brings us to the conclusion of our Sunday service. Uh, The message was the captain of our salvation, and I found it to be very challenging, very encouraging, and a real blessing for me today, especially. So, folks, I want to say thank you so much to everyone that has been tuning in. Uh, Thank you to the guys in the chat group for keeping it going. Thank you for everything that you guys have contributed to it, whether it's by prayer, by financial support, uh, and sharing. Thank you so very, very much. So head over to our website, sortofthespiritpodcast.com, sortofthespiritpodcast.com. Send us over a message, any prayer requests. Look for that Support This Podcast button. And uh, if you can contribute, it would be a tremendous blessing. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Give us that five star, and we'll see you on Thursday, Lord willing. Friday, Lord willing. God bless you. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.